What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Uh, we had a little bit of a break in between now and our last podcast. So uh, this upcoming week, we've got um, conference championship football games for college football. And then I believe we're in week, um, what is it, week 13 of NFL, I think? Yeah, yeah that's week um, So to start of the week, um, some of the – the Friday conference games is Western Kentucky and uh, UTSA and then Oregon and Utah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Oregon-Utah game on Friday. I think that should be a pretty decent game. Oregon, uh, beginning of the year, kind of looked like they might be a playoff contender team. I think they were ranked in the top four for a few weeks, um, but then had a loss down the line. But Utah's looked strong all year also, so I think that'll be a good game. What do you think about those games on Friday? Yeah, like you said, I think the Oregon-Utah game is going to be a really good one. They actually just played two weeks ago. And like you said, Oregon was in the top four all the way up into that game, basically off the strength of that Ohio State win. But then Utah kind of beat them around a little bit, ended up pulling away and winning that game 38-7. to So it's interesting that they're matching up again so soon. Uh, I think that it's a really going to be a really good game. But there's a lot of issues circling around Oregon. Like I know Krista Ball, as soon as the game was over last week, had to fly home, I think. His mom, his mother's like really sick. I think that he still, she still lives in South Florida. So I think he went all the way to Florida after the game. It, I haven't seen any updates about that. It's all, only Wednesday, obviously, but a lot of stuff going around with Oregon. And I think Utah's playing their best football at this point. So I think, like you said, it should be a good game. I actually expect Utah to to win it again. Uh, I think Oregon yeah. kind of deflated after getting put out of the playoff a couple weeks ago. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, looking forward to that one too. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the smaller games on Saturday is Kent State versus Northern Illinois, Utah State versus San Diego State, which that actually might not be a bad game, uh, Appalachian State, Louisiana, and then another Power Five conference game, but not very good teams, USC and California. That should be an interesting game, especially with the new coaching news with <clears throat> USC getting Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Um to start on Saturday at noon, we've got the Baylor <clears throat> versus Oklahoma State game, which that I think that game has a lot of implications for Oklahoma State. Um, if they win and win convincingly, uh, at least one of the top four teams is going to lose because Georgia and Alabama play each other. Um, so me personally, I think regardless of who wins that game, I think they'll both be in unless Oklahoma State drills Baylor and Alabama were to lose against Georgia. But I think if Alabama were to beat Georgia, I think they would both have to be in. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, as far as the Baylor-Oklahoma State game, uh, I think that – I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Alabama obviously has that pull and that lure. They've made it – I think they've only missed the playoff like once or twice since it's been put into existence. I mean, I don't know. I think if Oklahoma State wins and Alabama loses, I mean, I think it'd be hard to keep them out. We'll see what they do. But if Alabama beats Georgia, I mean, who knows what they're going to do. So we'll see. But as far as the actual Oklahoma State-Baylor game, uh, I think it'll be a good one. Oklahoma State's doing doing it a little differently than they have in the past. Their defense is actually really strong this year. And their offense, it took them a while to come around. The first few weeks, they only beat Missouri State by like seven. They only beat Tulsa by like five. They were really struggling. But as the season's gone on, they've really – picked it up on offense and their defense is one of the top in the country. So looking forward to this game, I think it'll be a really good matchup. They played back in October in uh, Stillwater and Oklahoma State only won by three. So it was a competitive game that time. I expect it to be similar this time around. So 
really interesting. I think Oklahoma State will probably end up pulling it out in the end, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. So if Baylor ends up winning this game, it makes it a lot easier for the committee, I think, is yeah. if everything else goes chalk. So we'll see what happens. But, um, I mean, what about Baylor? I mean, if they win, they're ranked number nine. If they win, they would be 11-2. and two. If a lot of different crazy things happen, I mean, they, they might have a shot at getting in. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But I, I like Oklahoma State to pull out a close one. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then getting back to what you're saying, you know, if they're 11 and two, um, I think if they were to beat Oklahoma State and you know Michigan were to somehow lose, I think and Cincinnati and Bama got cold or something like that. I mean, something crazy could happen. I mean, like I, I just got a weird feeling that there's going to be a a two loss team in it this year. Um, the Georgia Alabama game, I'm kind of on the fence on. Alabama played real bad against. Auburn pretty much showed no sign of life until the last few minutes of the game and brought back a crazy win in overtime. Georgia, they've just looked like the best team in the country all year long. Their defense is ridiculous. Probably one of the best you and I have both seen in our lifetimes, at least. Uh, Cincinnati's playing Houston. Um, Cincinnati's ranked fourth, haven't lost a game. Um I like them to win that one and remain in the playoffs. And I think if they win, whether it's close or not, I think there's there's no way the committee can boot them from it. Uh, they've done a fantastic job this year winning, you know, games convincingly for the most part. And they've looked good all year long. And they played some tough opponents too. And, you know, a lot of people can argue that not every year uh, the right four teams have been it. You know, I mean, obviously fans think their team should be in it. But, you know, as a Tennessee fan, we haven't been in it yet. But I I think it's really hard to say if they've gotten it right one year since they've been doing it, which that's why a lot of people argue there should be more teams, et cetera. But that's a different conversation for another day. But uh, it could be a real crazy weekend. Georgia, Alabama, what do you think about that game? Uh, Who do I want to win? Alabama. Uh, Who do I think is going to win? Alabama. Uh, I don't know. Until Georgia – Georgia hadn't beaten Alabama since 2007. I mean, it might be like a mental thing. Obviously, I think Georgia is the better overall team right now this year, especially on defense. But I don't know. Georgia's secondary is probably the one-week spot on their defense, and Alabama is definitely going to expose that. So, I think it's going to be competitive either way. I don't think that Alabama is going to shut Georgia down by any means. I think it will be pretty high scoring, honestly. So, I don't know. I I still – something in me tells me Alabama is going to win. But I definitely – if Georgia does I just I just think Alabama is going to find a way to win honestly I don't know why I just I just think that they are because I think that Georgia has a mental thing with Alabama and they always find a way to pull a Georgia and they haven't done it yet this year so yeah I don't know. I'm taking Alabama personal yeah. vendetta and also because I just think that Alabama is going to find a way to win yeah I'm the same way and you know kind of I mean Georgia obviously they want to go undefeated if they can and win it all but I don't like their chances even though they're the best team there's just something about breaking that little curse. It's hard to do. And then with Alabama, uh, you know, like I said before, if they were to lose, you know, a tight one and some other things were to happen, and if they get in the playoffs again, it's going to be dang hard to beat a team like Alabama twice. I mean, they've never lost back-to-back weeks or back-to-back games in several years. Uh, They said it the other day, talking about the Auburn game. Um, But so if – if they were to to win one, I think they would need to wait till the playoffs. But I like Alabama to win this one 
anyway. Yeah, uh, what you said, though, like with that Auburn game, I mean, not that Georgia doesn't have the same thing, but there's something to be said about just knowing how and finding how to finding a way to win. Like, obviously, a lot of people, a lot of national people have been talking about it's not the same Alabama team and they aren't winning the same way. And I'm sure most people have heard the Saban rant last week on his call-in show before the Auburn game about becoming obsessed with, like, blowing teams out and not being as good. But, I mean, obviously they struggle with LSU. They struggle with Arkansas. They struggle with Auburn. But they still won all those games. I mean, right. if they get into a fourth-quarter game with Georgia where it's one score or they're only down seven or they're ahead, yeah. like, it's still playing Alabama. Like, the other team's going to believe. Like, Georgia's going to believe, oh, God, we've blown it against them before. Like, I don't know. So, even though they barely won and they've been struggling, they're still Alabama right now. And, I mean, it's going to be, like, until they actually slay the Dragon, uh, I'm just – I don't know that Georgia can do it. So we'll see. Obviously, the, I mean, I think they're the better team. But when you get into that game, it's a, it's a totally not different thing being the better team and, and winning the game. So we'll see. But I, I just I, for some reason, I think Alabama's going to win. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at uh, Georgia's schedule from the year, they've kind of had it easy. I mean, I know they played Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky in three straight weeks, but they they whooped Arkansas. And I think that's their best and most convincing win on the year so far. Uh, Kentucky, you know, they beat them by two touchdowns. Then, you know, Florida was not Florida at all this year. Auburn, that was one of the worst games I've seen Auburn play this year with Bo Nix healthy. And then Tennessee, we put up the most points on them. The thing about it, like, looking at that Tennessee game, it was a close game for a good bit. And the difference between us and Alabama, we both have two good offenses, but Alabama has so much more depth especially on the defensive side. So I think that's going to be a huge factor in this game. That I tell everybody, that's what I've been telling everybody this time. I think Georgia's defense is by far better, but I think Alabama's offense is also better than Georgia's and probably might be the most talented that they'll see this year. So I think at the end of the day, Alabama's going to find more ways to score than Georgia's offense will. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think – in the matchup, I mean, it's strength. Their strength, both teams' strength is going against the other team's strength. Like, everybody talks about Georgia's defense. Everybody talks about Alabama's offense. So, they're going to be going against each other. It's probably going to end up being on the uh, which team's, like, so-called, in quotes, weakness plays better. Like, does Alabama's defense turn over Georgia a couple times? Do they stuff the run? Does Georgia's offense, uh, an offensive line, like, just destroy and wear down Alabama's defense? Like, it's probably going to be the team's perceived so-called weakness, which team plays better on that side of the ball that ends up getting the job done. Because, I mean, I don't think Alabama's going to score at will, but, I mean, they're definitely going to hit their big plays. I mean, if you look, like you said, the Tennessee game, I mean, we're much more methodical than Alabama at this point on offense because we can't consistently hit the vertical ball and we don't uh, stretch the field as well as they do just due to our depth and and offensive line health and that kind of thing. And we still hit some shots and, like, on the first drive of the game, Bayless Jones was running wide open and just off the ball off his fingertips. I mean, we, we hit some plays against Georgia. So, I definitely think Alabama is going to be able to do the same. It's just whether or not the other side of the ball can hold up. Like, can Alabama create some short fields for themselves? Can they turn Georgia over? Can they stop Georgia from moving the ball? So, it's definitely going to be an interesting game. It's one of the more intriguing SEC championship games that we've had to watch in I don't know how long because most years it's been – uh, Alabama or LSU being so dominant going into it that we knew yeah. what was going to happen. So uh, I'd say this is probably the most intriguing one other than that Auburn-Georgia game in 2017. So yeah. looking forward to watching it more so than I have been in a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, next one on the slate is Houston versus Cincinnati. Um, I like Cincinnati in this one. I like them to win by two scores. I just think 
they've been really good all year. They've, you know, showed their dominance and, you know, with how the committee has been in years past and with them still sitting at four undefeated, uh, I think they've got to win, not like by a huge margin, but convincingly like two scores convincingly to, you know, stay locked in regardless of what happens in these other games and how it all unfolds. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think that as long as they win, they're probably going to be in. Now, like we said, if that chaos ensues um, where maybe Michigan gets beat, Alabama gets beat, Oklahoma State gets beat, I mean, we could be in for a crazy scenario. Cincinnati can end up being number two. Um, But I think as long as they win, they'll they'll end up getting in. But for the game itself, like you said, I think Cincinnati will end up winning the game. I mean, the line's kind of tricky. It's minus ten and a half. Uh, Cincinnati minus ten and a half. It's kind of tricky because I think Houston's (laughs) offense is really good. They've really – improved as a team as the season's gone on. I mean, they're 11-1. and one. They don't get much uh, much talk, and they don't get much credit because they're obviously in the same league as Cincinnati, so you lose one game, and you uh, – I mean, you pretty much get written off. But they've really had a good season. I think it'll be a good test for Cincinnati. I could really see Houston coming out, maybe hitting them in the mouth early, having something drawn up and, and getting ahead because Cincinnati's really struggled sometimes throughout the year to get it going, obviously 12-0, and 0, and there's nothing to be uh, taken away from going 12-0 because obviously extremely difficult, but – I could see it being a really tight, close game, but I do think Cincinnati ultimately will wear them down and end up winning the game by a couple scores, whether that be 10 points, 14 points. I like Cincinnati to win because, I mean, I, I just, I just, I think that they know what's at stake and I think they know what they have to do to get in and that's win the game and probably win the game and control it. But like I said, I could see it being hairy. I could see Houston staying in it for four quarters, but to win the game. And I hope that's what happens because I want them to get in and get a shot. They've been really consistent the last two years. Not. I, I want to see them get in, and I want to see it be expanded ultimately because I think last weekend and rivalry weekend shows that it, we need it to be expanded. I mean, there's so many games. Like Alabama's a, a team that's being talked about being in. They got taken to the wire by a 6-5 and five Auburn team. You have the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game and a 12-team playoff. They would both be in. Um, there's just a lot, of, a lot of reasoning and a lot of things uh, to pointing towards it needs to be expanded. Obviously, a lot of people don't like that, but I think it would be what's best, and what's draw even more interest to the sport. Yeah. And no, I, I know they've had the discussion and arguments about, cause originally they had said that you had to win your conference championship or win your conference to get in. And then that was broken when they let, was it Alabama they let in or no Ohio state? Uh, no, they let Alabama in in 2017 when they didn't even make the championship game. Okay. Yeah. I know there was another year that Penn state won the big 10 and they let Ohio state in. Yeah, that might have been uh, 18 maybe or maybe yeah. – I can't remember. Yeah, so, I mean, it could get – Yeah, there's just – Like you said. Yeah, I mean, the the argument against going to 12 teams is that they would let all five Power Five conference champions in. So, that means the winner of the conference championship game, whether that be like this weekend, Utah and Oregon are playing. So, if Utah is 9-3 and three and they won their – championship game they would automatically be in at 10 and 3 and so people are saying that's watering it down well I disagree because you're still getting the five conference champions in you're then that allows the the best record of a group of five team to get in so they get their shot and then you get six at-large teams so like say uh like this weekend obviously if Georgia gets beat against it would allow them to still get in now I'm no Georgia advocate but it's not uh or fan of Georgia, but it's it would be idiotic to say they're not one of the top two or three teams in the country. So so yeah. if Alabama wins, Georgia's still in because they're going to get selected as one of those six at-large teams. So it protects those teams and it allows teams to not be 
completely punished for maybe slipping up in a really close game in the conference championship. So I'm an advocate for it. I'm an advocate for 16 just because, I mean, I, I love college football, and I think upsets happen when you let the best – even the elite teams can lose. So I'm an advocate for it, but a lot of people are against it because they say, well, a team with three or four losses can get in. Well, that's what makes the sport great because, like, it's a it's a week-to-week game. Not Like, you can't have a transitive property. You can't compare what happened last week to this week. That's what's great about it. So yeah. uh, I'm for it. And see, that that's what I say, too. I think 16 is perfect, but I think at the very bare minimum, you got to do 12 because then you go back to the year that UCF went undefeated, beat Auburn in a bowl game. I think they were sitting there right at 12, maybe 11 or something before the bowl game. Uh, then you let them in it. Like, there's no argument to be had. They're in it regardless. But then, you know, they talk about, like, what you said. If Utah were to beat Oregon, they would be in, even though they're ranked 17th. I think that's the way football is. There's a saying that goes widely in the NFL any given Sunday. I mean, wild card teams win the Super Bowl all the time. They didn't win their division. So, I mean, I, I like watching that football. Like, the Giants, 7-9 and nine Giants, they beat one of the best football teams ever assembled in the Patriots in 07. Like, I think that's what makes it fun. Like, you give these teams that, like Utah, they unless something crazy scheduling happened, they're not ever going to, you know, be matched up with Georgia or be put on Georgia's schedule. So, that would be fun to see teams like that still getting a chance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like a lot, another thing a lot of people say is it waters down the regular season because the number one team, like when you get to a certain point of the year, they don't have anything to play for. Well, that's that's just straight bullshit because in this format, if you're going to have 16 teams, then you let the first round at least be a on-campus game where the team that is hosting the game gets all the proceeds and it's just like another home game. And you're telling me that the yep. atmospheres wouldn't be absolutely insane for that. Yeah. I mean, so then they have something to play for because if you stay number one, then you get to play the 16 seed at home. And obviously the 16 seed is still going to be a good team, but it should be someone that number one should be able to take care of if they play their best game at home. So that it does, there's a ways to incentivize it to where you, it's still every game still matters. It's just idiotic. I mean, that people would say that the water's down the regular season. I mean, I don't know. I don't get that argument. But See, and, and my argument too is I think if you do that, like obviously if there's more teams, you're going to have to have more weeks in the year to play these games. So – I think you cut the schedules back to like 10 games. You play pretty much all conference games. And then, you, I mean, honestly, who wants to watch Alabama play like North Texas Southern University? Like they beat the shit out of them every time by, you know, probably five or six touchdowns. Yeah, it's good for the their fans and, you know, some guys get to play and stuff like that. But like realistically, I'd much rather watch Alabama play you know, in three playoff games rather than play, you know, some knockoff FCS teams or whatever. So yeah. I, I just think it would make it better for the fans, better for the players, I'm obviously better for the schools and anybody that's making money off it. Like you said, you host a game, you're going to make, you know, probably hundreds of thousands on ticket sales and concessions and stuff like yeah. that. And so. like then if – it's 16, you could even make maybe the first two games on campus. I mean, and then you play the semifinals and the bowls like they do now. And yeah. they really – they wouldn't. I would say cut it back to like 11 so that way – because that's how we used to play, 11 games in the bowl. And then that way if you aren't one of the top 16, I mean, they still have the bowl games. That stuff still matters. Like you don't have to change it that much. I don't know. Yeah. People just make it out to be more difficult than it really is. There's so much money in this. It's not that hard to change the things that, they, that they're doing. So, yeah, we'll see I, what they do. I think it will definitely be going to 12 sometime in the near future. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
So getting back, so we, we just hit on Cincinnati, Houston, right? So what's the uh, yeah. what's the other so, game Saturday? The next, next one's Michigan, Iowa. Uh, you know, looking at Iowa's schedule this year, they really haven't beat anybody. I mean, they beat Penn State earlier in the year when they didn't have their starting quarterback by a field goal. Um, they did know, beat Iowa State when Iowa State was in the top fifteen. I still think Iowa State's a pretty solid team. Yeah, they're solid. Uh, they lost Purdue and Wisconsin back to back weeks, and then other than that, they. They've had close games. Like, their wins are pretty much all close um, besides, like, Kent State um, and Maryland. They beat Maryland pretty bad. But I, I like Michigan to beat them pretty convincingly this week. I think uh, Michigan's actually for real this year. I think beating Ohio State the way they did kind of proves that. I think Harbaugh maybe going to get over the hump finally. I mean, he got over the Ohio State hump, but um, I like them to win. I don't think, I don't think it'll ever really be in question unless Iowa just comes out and plays, you know, how they did against Maryland or something, where their offense was just putting up points. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Michigan winning the game. I think this is also a tricky one. I mean, I think the line I looked at it earlier was 11 and a half Michigan, uh, Michigan by 11 and a half. Uh, it's just really hard with that because I think Michigan could completely dominate this game and win by a touchdown because of the way Iowa plays and the way Michigan really wants to play. Uh, which is they both want to run the ball. So I think that this could be really like – it could end up being like a 21-14, 24-17 kind of game where Michigan dominates, but Iowa does just enough to stay in it. So that line's tricky to me. But I do like as long as Michigan doesn't turn the ball over, I, I like them to win the game. I think their ground attack's really, really, really rolling right now. I think their defense is, is pretty solid. I mean, I know Ohio State sco- still scored 27, but what they've been averaging and how they've been moving the ball, Michigan did a really good job stopping them. So – I, I think Iowa's still got a pretty solid defense, and, and they can run the ball as well. So I don't think that Michigan's like going to shut them out or just completely run away with it. But I do like Michigan to win the game. I don't know if they cover, but I think they do win the game, and I don't know that it's ever in doubt. But it might be closer than 11.5 just because of how both teams want to play and take the air out of the ball. So, yeah, like I, said, I think I Michigan would, wins the game. I would bet on 11.5. I mean, I just think that's – crazy and yeah just because the way they both play i mean it's, yeah they both want to take the air out of the ball they both want to run the ball uh they both have solid defense so i think this could be a much different game i don't think it'll be 42 27 like that michigan ohio state game because i just think that they're both going to be more conservative but i do like michigan to win like you said i just i, I don't see that 11 and a half point line yeah i got you and then the last one uh this game i'm actually really looking forward to watch you got two uh, good offenses, two good quarterbacks, uh, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, uh, ACC championship. I think this would be a really good game. Kenny Pick- yeah, I think this one you take the over. Now, I'll probably oh, be wrong because sure. of that, but it's only like 73. Yeah. And I think they'll both just sling it all over. So, yeah, yeah. This, would, this would be a good one. I mean, Kenny Pickett might be the first quarterback off the board in this upcoming draft. Uh, Wake Forest offense has been electric all year. Really probably could have gone um, – I think they really could have gone undefeated. They, you know, they lost that one to UNC. I think it was week nine or 10, real close one, high scoring game. I think it was like 58 to 55 or something like that. It was only a field goal. Yep. And they blew a 20 point lead against them just like they did last year. Yeah. And then they lost to Clemson, but I think it was kind of like what you said. They, uh, you know, once they saw the logo on the helmet from playoff hopes, it just kind of went downhill a little bit, but, uh, they're I, they're really good. This is probably the best they've been, maybe ever. I don't know of a time, at least in my lifetime, that they've had this a uh, ten and two record. Yeah, they they. I mean, I think they went to the Orange Bowl 
like maybe 06, 07. They had a couple years really good back-to-back with Jim Grove. But other than that, I can't remember a time where they've been this good. And definitely not this electric on offense. So, like you said, this is going to be a fun matchup. I mean, Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. I don't know that – I mean, he's got to be somewhere as far as maybe being a backup quarterback in the NFL, getting drafted late, something yeah. like that, because he's really good. And then you got, like you said, Kenny Pickett, who decided to stay back and has really benefited from it. I mean, both offenses electric. I think Pitt's defense is a little stronger, and I think that's why they're maybe favored by three. And I do think Pitt will win this game, but I think this could be just, man, maybe like 52, 49, something like that, just a crazy shootout. That's why I think the line, the number is a little low, 73 total. But, uh, I mean, they're always – Vegas always knows something, but I, I, I don't see this game being – I mean, that, that line shoot, makes it out to be like a 38-35 game, and I can see it in that way. I just, I just think maybe they're going to maybe score a little bit more than that. So, like you said, going to be a fun one to watch, and, and we'll see what happens, but I like Pitt to win it. Right. I got you. So, curveball here. So, you got Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Alabama 3, Cincinnati 4. Let's say hypothetically Michigan – Alabama and Cincinnati all win. So we're going to assume that they're all in, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say Oklahoma loses. What do they do oh. that four spot? You, you say think? Oklahoma State loses? Yes. Do you think? Alabama won, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. Yeah. I think they would just flip-flop Alabama and Georgia, and I think that uh, Cincinnati would be in in that instance. I mean, especially if Oklahoma State loses, because then you have no – them at six there's no way Notre Dame without playing and their one loss being to Cincinnati you can put them in uh, yeah. I think it would stay pretty much the same with just a different order okay what what if Michigan wins Cincinnati wins and Georgia wins say Alabama loses and Oklahoma State loses you think Oklahoma State loses yeah oh god you think they put Notre Dame in you think they leave Alabama what do you think who's seven right now seven's Ohio State oh god I don't know. That's going to be interesting if uh, if Alabama loses. If who'd you say Alabama loses? Michigan loses? No, just Alabama. Say they're the only one in the top four. If Alabama loses and Oklahoma State loses, it'll be Notre Dame or Ohio State. Maybe I think probably Notre Dame or Alabama. I don't know. I don't know that they'll put Ohio State in. I think in that case that it would probably be Cincinnati three, Notre Dame four, which would be insane because Notre Dame's coach is gone, Brian Kelly yeah. gone to LSU. So I don't know. I'm yeah, rooting for yeah, chaos, I think, though. I think the committee will look at that, too. I think that would be weird to put a team in whose head coach is no longer there. Uh, and then for Baylor, I think some more crazy stuff would have to happen for them to jump all the way up. Well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Maybe I mean, Baylor's number nine right now. So if they won and all that stuff happened, they would get pretty close. I mean, maybe five or six if they didn't get in. I don't know. I mean, while I'm rooting for – uh, Alabama, not that I like Alabama. I think everybody knows me knows that I don't. I'm rooting for Alabama to win that game. If the most chaos could probably ensue if Georgia won and literally everyone else lost other than Cincinnati. Then we would see what they would really do. I mean, I don't like it as, from the standpoint I think that Alabama is probably the only team that can beat Georgia. So that would mean <laughs> that Georgia probably has a pretty good chance to win a national championship. But it would be interesting to see the chaos that ensued because I have no idea what they would do. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think in that scenario, Oklahoma State loses and Alabama loses. I think they either keep Alabama in or they slide Ohio State up. I don't think – because I think Ohio State with two losses is – I think what they've done this year has been more convincing than uh, Baylor and uh, Notre Dame. I don't know, though. 
Alabama. Baylor Baylor has beaten Oklahoma. They would have beaten Oklahoma State, and they would have beaten BYU, and that's three top 13 wins. So, I don't know what they would do. I mean, Ohio State obviously is Ohio State. We know they have an electric offense, but they've struggled a lot against some teams this year, and their defense isn't very good. I don't know. They would be a very difficult job to find out who the other two teams would be. Yeah, and then, like like you said, the thing with Notre Dame, if their coach was there, I think for sure they would slide them up and just put them in, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want Notre I, Dame in, to be honest. No, I don't want them in either, but I, I do hope there's some sort of chaos just to make it interesting. Oh, for sure. I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, that they would definitely end up benefiting from not playing a conference championship game, which is another reason they need to be in a conference. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they just would not. Like, they shouldn't. The Nebraska messed up going to the Big Ten. Nebraska <laughs> should have stayed where they were in the Big 12, and Notre, Notre Dame should have gone to the Big Ten. I mean, like, their natural rivalries that they would have, like Wisconsin and Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan and Michigan State and Purdue, it just doesn't really make any sense. Like, I know they want their TV contract and all that crap, but literally every conference is getting so much money from TV contracts now that that's just kind of a non-factor to me. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be fun. Like you said, even those lower games we didn't really talk about, like uh, Northern Illinois and Kent State, right, and uh, Louisiana and App State and – yeah. These games are going to be fun. I mean, even the UTSA Western Kentucky game Friday night, I think they'll be a good game. So, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend. It's good to see a lot of different teams in the championship games. No Ohio State, no Oklahoma. So, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on from college football, let's get into NFL. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks since we've been on here. Uh, is there any, like, big upsets you can think of that have come to – recent memory over the last, I guess, two weeks. I think when we last were on here, we talked before that Ravens-Dolphins game on Thursday, right? Yeah, where we lost our survivor. Okay, so that was a big upset. Dolphins, <laughs> but here lately, I mean, I think they've won, what, three in a row now? The Chiefs, yeah. No, the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins, yeah, they've won four in a row. They were four one and row. seven, now they're six and seven, or five and seven. Yeah, so, so that week, Prior to us, uh, what that we talked about games upcoming. So the Dolphins beat the Ravens, Steelers and Lions tied. Um, let's see, Washington beat Buccaneers, Patriots beat the Browns by a million. Um, trying to think, Panthers upset the Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. I mean, Chiefs. Chiefs blew out the Raiders. There were a lot of blowouts that week. Yeah, uh, 49ers beat the Rams convincingly. Uh, the week after that, you got Ravens kicking a game-winning field goal against the Bears. Vikings beating Packers. Colts beating the Bills uh, by several points. Uh, let's see. Browns beating the Lions by a field goal. Let's see what else is there. Chiefs beating the Cowboys. Uh, Steelers getting beat by the Chargers by like three or four touchdowns until the fourth quarter, and then they come back and, you know, they swap back and forth, taking the lead in the last two and a half minutes, and uh, Steelers end up losing by four. Um, And then this past week – no, yeah, this past week we had – Raiders beat the Cowboys in overtime. Steelers got killed by the Bengals. 
Um, Buccaneers and Colts played a tight one. Buccaneers won by a touchdown. Uh, Broncos beat Chargers. Packers beat the Rams pretty bad. Ravens beat the Browns by six. Um, and Washington beat Seattle in the Monday night game. and Kind of that a game crash. that looked like they were going to win you know, pretty easily, not by a lot of points, but they were just in control the entire time until the fourth quarter. And then, you know, there were so many wishy-washy calls by the refs that, I mean, just get your mind wondering. Like, have yeah, you ever rich. heard of that call before that they made on that onside kick that Seattle covered? What, offsides? That, like, where they weren't lined up right? Yeah. Like, in that um, day, how he worded it? I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just a weird way of saying it. Well, I will say I did watch Tennessee recover two straight onside kicks against Missouri at home in 2014 when we were down by eight, and they overturned both of them. So, yes, I've seen some funky stuff on onside kicks, but I don't know. It's just such a low percentage play. I don't really ever think it's going to happen unless I see it. So, is there? Yeah, that was pretty jacked up. Is there a league, or is it something they've talked about before, where instead of doing an onside kick, they let you do like a fourth and something from your 25 or something like that? Well, they talked about it in the NFL for a while, but they definitely did it in one of those startup leagues they did, whether it was the American Football Alliance or whatever they were doing. I think that they had, like, if you wanted to, uh, to an onside kick, you had to go for, like, a fourth and 20 from your own 25 or fourth and 25 from your own 25 and, like, score. And then if you did, you got the ball or something like that. I'm not really yeah. sure. But I don't know. The way that they've changed it to where you can't even, like, kick a high kick and that kind of stuff now, I mean, an alternative would honestly be better. So Yeah, I mean, I, I would rather have that now with the rules they have with – how much they're trying to protect players and stuff like that. Uh, I I mean, everybody wants to see teams score anyway. I think it would be cool to see that. Uh, yeah. But so looking forward to this week, some of the good games we have. If the Bengals and Chargers should be a pretty good one. Uh, I do think the Ravens and Steelers should be a good one, despite how bad the Raiders or Steelers have been playing. Broncos Chiefs should be decent. Patriots, Bills, and Seahawks, 49ers, and Raiders, and Washington. Uh, is there really any games that kind of stand out to you? Uh, for me, I want to see if the Chiefs can keep playing the way they have. I mean, they've won, I think, four in a row now. They've really gotten back to, especially the last two weeks, moving the ball. Mahomes has taken more of the underneath stuff. Um, they're just playing better. Their defense is playing better. So, everybody had written them off, and now they're – one of the top seeds in the AFC, so I want to see if they can keep doing that. Um, I think they might not be a really good one with the Patriots and the Bills because obviously the Bills have kind of taken a step back the last few weeks. The Patriots are really playing good ball. Um, let's see. Other than that, I mean, not really any that stand out. Like you said, that Chargers-Bengals game should be a good one. I, I like the Bengals to win at home, but I think that should be a good game. But, uh, I mean, there always turns out to be some good games that you don't really think. I'm surprised that the Cowboys and Saints on Thursday night, the Cowboys have – like eight players out with COVID bullshit and Mike McCarthy isn't going to be there and they're still favored by five. So I'm a little favorite. I'm a little surprised by that, but we'll see how it plays out. But like I said, yeah. there's a lot of storylines and close games that come out of weeks. We don't think there will be so interested to see what happens, but uh, that's probably the biggest, biggest few things to me. I want to see if the chiefs can keep playing the way they have. Yeah. And then uh, getting back to that Patriots bills game, Patriots actually are leading the division. They're a game up on the bills. So that'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of pressure on the Bills, I think, because you know they lose that when they're down two games for sure. That'd be, 
have to crawl back in. This is week 13, so this would be the 13th game. So, there'd be what? How many? They're doing 17 this year. So, yeah. yeah not too the many. The Bills and the Patriots still have to play twice, though. So, they play this week, and then they play the day after Christmas. So, they play twice in three weeks. So, they haven't played yet. So, We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the Bills – I mean, the Bills have had an off week now and the Patriots haven't had theirs. So, I, I expect the Bills to play a lot better this week. I don't know what, what's happened the last few weeks. They haven't been moving the ball. Their defense has been struggling. So, I know they killed the Saints the other night. So, yeah, um, we'll see. But, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It should be a good game, though, for sure. I like that one on Monday night. Yeah. And then Steelers-Ravens game. Uh, Steelers have been – just playing bad. They did that at the beginning of the year and then had a good hot streak. It's just kind of like they can't click on all cylinders. Either their defense is playing bad or their offense is playing bad. And then this week, it looks like they're going to be without T.J. Watt, who I don't think was 100% this past week anyway. But uh, he's on the COVID list right now. And, you know, he's one of the best in the business. So he's a big-time factor. You know, he's a game changer. So uh, the thing I do like is – We've kind of kept Lamar in check every time we've played him. He hasn't really had a good game against us, knock on wood. But with T.J. Watt out, that's going to be a little bit tougher because I think he's played just about every one of those. But for the Steelers, this one, they really have you know, a real shot unless they were to lose this one and really win out because they do play the Ravens twice. they got to play the Browns one more time as far as division matchups go, but as it sits right now, they're three games back from first behind Baltimore, two behind Cincinnati, and one behind the Browns. So Yeah, Steelers' schedule is freaking rough the rest of the way, dude. Holy yeah, God. we've got the toughest schedule in the NFL remaining. And should be tougher if the Titans were healthy because we've got them left too. Dude, like, that is uh, that is rough. Like, Ravens at home, at Vikings, Titans at home, at Chiefs, Browns at home, at Ravens. Like, what do you think about Ben, man? I mean, I don't know. Watching that game, it's just, I feel like I'll need somebody that can extend the play. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, not that he isn't ter- he's terrible. It's just like, man, I don't know. What are you all going to do at quarterback? This is what I've been telling people. I think this year he had to come back because we weren't in a position to where we could take a quarterback when we were so in need at running back. Uh, I think we got it right with Najee. I think that was the right take right there. And I really wasn't a huge fan of any of the quarterbacks in the draft. I was like Mac Jones was probably my third on the list, and he went what fourth or fifth on the quarterbacks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how he was going to be in the NFL, but I think he's in the perfect system. But as far as Ben goes, I mean, he's looked, you know, like how he did in 2018 when we were you know, one of the best teams in the league on some games. And then he's looked like Mason Rudolph's stepbrother. So, uh, like this past week, he just didn't play good. Against the Chargers, I think he played good. Our defense was just bad. That's kind of like what I said. We've just been so wishy-washy, not having everything, you know, going at the same time. Me personally, I think this needs to be his last year. Just in the NFL, you got to have consistency. On Josh Allen and – Lamar Jackson because they're just not consistent enough, especially throwing the ball. Uh, and I think if they were, like if he was consistent throwing the ball, like if he could do it for four quarters pretty much every week except for those off games, I think they'd be in first place right now, no question, because their defense is really good and they've got the weapons on offense. But, so is is Haskins still with the team or should they trade yeah. for uh, Deshaun Watson or what? 
they from what I've seen in all the beat writers and insiders and stuff, if assuming that Ben hangs it up, I think they'll force him into retirement like they did Troy Polamalu and uh Heinz Ward, guys like that, that it's either we're gonna cut you and release you or you can retire with us. And that's kinda a lot of guys that are in the the organization for a long time do hang it up like Heinz Ward and Paul Amal, I think had some years left in them, not, you know, all pro years, but good enough years to be playing. I think they'll have to do that this year if they want to, you know, keep the fan base, keep Tomlin for one. Cause you know, a lot of fires under him right now, because this might be his first losing season if it comes to that. But I just think he, he's got to go. It's just, not consistent enough anymore. He's good enough to play, but he's not good enough to be, you know, an everyday starter for a Super Bowl contending team. But from everything I've heard, getting back to that, uh, they're going to go after a veteran quarterback. So you got Russell Wilson, who wanted out last year when they were good, and now they're sitting at three and eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I would assume he's going to try to get out the door there. You got Deshaun Watson, who assuming his legal allegations and stuff are cleared up by then. And then you got Aaron Rodgers, who's pretty much not directly said it, but given every hint that he's out the door in Green Bay, unless some change of heart. Um, I think they got to go get somebody like that with the talent we have on defense, even though they're not playing to it, and the skill players that we have on offense. I think, I think you got to go get one of those three guys or somebody you know similar caliber while you can I don't think there's a quarterback in the draft that I like at all to you know be a franchise quarterback Rudolph obviously is not it Haskins haven't really seen if he could potentially be good enough I think he might be more so a backup and then they just haven't really given Dobbs a chance he's so smart and he can move on his feet I think he would be like right now I think Dobbs would be very good in our offense because our line's not very good and he can move and kind of open things up. But for whatever reason, yeah, they're never giving him a chance. Yeah, I know he's hurt right now, but the, I he just won't get the chance. So, but everything I've seen says we're going after a veteran quarterback. And Rodgers has dropped some hints that how much he likes Pittsburgh and Tomlin and the organization. So that would be, you know, almost a dream come true. Yeah, but damn, he's old. Yeah, he's really good. He's old, but one or two years. He won MVP last year, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think he's amazing, but he's like old too. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, Brady obviously has more protection than the president, but uh, you know, if we could sign him for like a three-year deal, I'd be good with that. That gives us time to try to find a quarterback to take his place, or Watson. I would, I would love Watson. Like if his stuff gets cleared up. Because he's only 25, maybe 26 now. So you got him probably for 10 years, maybe. Assuming no crazy injuries. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. So I don't know. We'll see. But it, it's got to it's gotta change in some way. Like, even if it's back to the drawing board with Haskins or somebody else. As long as it's not Rudolph, really, I don't care who it is. <laughs> Truthfully. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. Like, if we get somebody – if we get Ryan Fitzpatrick or something, I'll accept the fact, like, hey, he's going to throw for 500 yards and we're going to beat somebody by four touchdowns, and then the next week he's going to throw five picks and we'll lose by three touchdowns. I'll accept that. Yeah, we'll see what they do. I bet Ben's the quarterback again next year. I really – I don't know. I don't think he is. 
I think he'll – I almost feel like he's going to talk himself into retirement because he almost did this year, and I think he almost wishes that he did. I mean, he loves the game, obviously, but he's always said when he feels like he's not good enough, he will. And I mean, you just got to be thinking it is the consistency. It's just not there. Yeah, I got you. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, after this week, it'll be a lot clearer what the path to the playoffs are for a lot of teams. So yeah, for sure. Uh, any other games we didn't talk about for this upcoming week? Uh, I mean, I don't think worth so. mentioning. There's not like it's uh, like the Chargers Bengals game. Maybe I mean they're both young rookie quarterbacks, both playing pretty well. Defenses have been playing pretty well, so that should be a a fun game. I think both those teams have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, I we see again down the line. Yeah, they both should be in the playoffs, especially with the extra slot, unless one of them just has, you know, four game, three, four game skid. Uh, but Bengals are playing really good on both sides of the ball. Chargers kind of doing the same. Their defense isn't playing as good as the Bengals, but their offense has been consistent. I think Herbert's going to be the real deal. Like we said, kind of last year, he's just one of those uh, franchise quarterbacks, and I think they hit it right on. Uh, drafting him when they did. Yeah, for sure. I like both those guys. I mean, I think they're two of the better quarterbacks from last year's draft, along with uh, – I don't remember. Maybe it's two – yeah, two was last year. So, they, they, those guys are starting to play better. Two is starting to play better too. So, I mean, it, it's a yeah. position where it takes time. So You got Tua, Burrow. Uh, this is Murray's third year. Herbert. There was another one. There was four that were taken. Matt Jones. Mag, no, Mac no, Mac Jones was this year. This He's year, rookie this best. year. I don't think some of that stuff good. Uh, trying to think. Jalen Hurts. That's who it is. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Okay. So, and he's actually looking good too. Yeah, he's a little more inconsistent than the other guys, but he's still doing pretty well. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I think. We, I mean, this week, like you said, is going to be a lot. Tell a lot as far as you know who's still in the hunt for playoffs and who's not. Yeah, for sure. But, we'll be able to know a lot more after this week. Yeah. And next week we'll have the college football playoff matchups too. So yeah, bowl games, everything decided. Yep. So, all right. Well, I think that's all I got for this week. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. That's all we got. Tune in next week.